Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the What's Your Story podcast and another episode of Big Idea Saturday. Today, I wanted to share some thoughts and tips on controlling media usage, specifically as it relates to largely social media, and also going to talk a little bit about streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, stuff like that. Uh, I think that I've come to a place where I'm a lot more comfortable and a lot better about managing my media usage, but I was thinking back to where I really started to try to focus on that management and that curtailing of media usage. And like a lot of things in life, it came from a place of almost necessity, definitely a place of discontent with where I was at. I was thinking that there was a specific quote about this that I'd heard somewhere or maybe read somewhere. And I can't remember if either of these two is the exact quote, but I found a couple quotes that resonated with what I was thinking and what I was feeling. The first one is that discontent is the catalyst for change. And that's by Mike Murdoch. And the other quote was from Naval, and it was in the uh, book by Tim Ferriss, Tribe of Mentors, and which was something I read a number of months ago and that has really stuck with me, a lot of the things from that book. And anyway, when Naval talks about some of the failures that he's faced in life and some of the things he's had to overcome, he mentions a quote in there that I highlighted, and it was that inside suffering is the seed of change. So those two quotes start to do a really good job of describing where my journey kind of started off at uh, in a big way, my overall improvement and development journey. But in the context of today's podcast, just where I realized that I really needed to change the way that I was interacting with media. Um, I had a lot of opportunities to be connected at all times. And I think that you really have to give yourself some limits and be cognitively aware of the time you're spending on whether it be apps or streaming videos, uh, whether it be YouTube, Netflix, like I said, anything like that. The first step is just awareness. And so I'm going to go ahead and give a few tips that really helped me get from a point where I was constantly checking my phone. I was constantly connected to these social media apps. I would check it anywhere from, you know, being in line at the grocery store to being stopped at a red light in traffic to, you know, walking around, being in, for example, a class that I was supposed to be paying attention in. So I don't want to come at this from an angle of where I act like I'm perfect and I act like I don't have any problems because I definitely had to focus on this kind of thing because it was such a problem for me. And still, 
even though I'm better off now, I, I have to battle my own impulses a lot and overusage of media at times. So anyway, uh, based on what I've already said, the first step I think is that you have to limit yourself and be aware of the time you're spending. And so that goes to checking the time you're spending on your phone, uh, checking whether it be the screen time that your iPhone automatically tracks or maybe an app that does a similar thing. One of the most helpful things is just having that self-awareness to realize where you're spending your time, what parts of the day are most you're most vulnerable to get caught up in, in overusage and stuff like that. And then if you're talking about maybe watching videos, giving yourself a limit when you're on, say, Netflix or YouTube saying, I'm going to watch two videos, I'm going to watch two episodes, just having that limit so that you, uh, so that's harder for you to fall into that one more trap that we all, we all know so well. So first of all, just setting those limits and being aware. Another tip is to delete your notifications, which is one of the first things I did. And I can tell you it's difficult at first, especially if you're used to being notified by these, uh, social media apps, Facebook posts, Instagram DMS, all that kind of stuff. But you really have to step back and think about it objectively and say, what am I missing if I don't have these notifications? Really, probably not that much. And you get back in return a lot of mental clarity and a lot of freedom from distraction. And I promise once you do this for a while, it becomes just way, way easier and you wouldn't even want to go back. So limiting the notifications or deleting a lot of notifications. Going off that... Once you've learned to curtail your use of notifications, another thing I really recommend that I hear a lot from other people that are cognizant about limiting themselves is just to, for the most part, don't have the social media apps on your phone. Now, I am posting on Instagram every day, and I do have the app on my phone for that, but I try to either log off when I'm not using it, or if I know I'm done for the day, I'll just delete the app until the next day. Just because having it on your phone and that accessible is really, really pulls away at your willpower and it makes it way too easy to just passively go and be on these apps, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Even if you still allow yourself to look at these things like in your internet browser, it still makes you go through the process of having to go in and type that out and think about what you're doing. And hopefully a lot of times while you're doing this, it gives you more time to think, hey, I really probably don't need to be getting on social media right now. So putting up more of that restraint and putting up more of a wall between yourself and those apps where it's not as easy as being able to click on an app on your phone and be right pulled into the infinite information that's on there. I know that that's probably a big step for a lot of people and it's not really something that I recommend right away because you kind of have to build up to that. But you can start with, like I said, mastering the notifications and maybe, maybe at first you just log off when you're on, when you're not on them. And so that kind of starts to create that restraint. And then you can move to not having the apps on your phone all the time after that. So going back to talking about uh, having your phone, pulling away at your willpower, that sort of thing. Another 
really useful tip that I have is don't have your phone first thing or last thing in the day. Now, I know this can be difficult based on what your schedule is like and stuff like that, but I really recommend that you try to have some sort of morning and nightly routine where you don't have your phone. The By far the most useful tip here is to sleep with your phone outside your bedroom. I know that we can oftentimes get caught up in endless browsing late at night. It seems like we're more susceptible to it at that point. And if you have your phone in bed, you're just going to be all the more likely. So a good thing to do is plug your phone in in the living room, in the kitchen, wherever, and go into your room, go to bed, maybe read a book, whatever you have to do to go to sleep. But don't let your phone be the first and last thing you see in the morning. It can really be a big cause of stress. You know, even if you use your phone as an alarm, okay, you do that. And then you maybe look at your phone and you have all these notifications and it begins to set off all these stressors in your body. You know, you never know what you're going to see that might set you off. And so it's really good to spend some time just alone with yourself at the beginning and ending of each day. Get an alarm clock if you need to. That's something that I also find really helpful if people are going to make the excuse that, oh, I use my phone as an alarm. Well, I promise you can go to the store and find a $5 alarm clock tomorrow that'll work just fine. And it'll be uh, a really good way to limit some of the stress in your life that comes from that sort of thing. So as far as social media usage um, on the base level of what does your network look like? What sort of things are you doing on social media? Two things I would say here is just post more. Don't be a passive consumer only. I think that that is a negative uh, part of social media as well. And you can get too caught up in that. And I think it makes it really overall more addictive and just more negative. And more importantly, a recommendation that I try to use and try to tell other people is don't, don't follow so many people and so many pages. Try to only follow pages that really interest you or that have a specific meaning. And as far as people go, as a general rule, I don't really follow anyone that I wouldn't feel comfortable having a conversation with in public. I think a lot of times you can find yourself following someone who you might have known five years ago or you know, however long ago, and, you're, and you can kind of question, why am I still friends with this person? Uh, there's nothing wrong with deleting someone on social media. It doesn't mean that they slighted you in any way or that it's any negative sort of connotation to them. It just means that, you know, it's really probably not that important for you to know what's going on in their life. You can really only focus on so many people and so many things and it becomes kind of useless at a point if your network is so big that you're seeing all this information all the time from these people that you're not really close with. So that's all I have for tips. I just want to end by saying one of the reasons that this is so important to me, uh, I consider myself someone who a big part of the work I like to do is creating and thinking of new ideas and new ways to say things. And I can tell you from personal experience, when you start to limit your inputs as far as media and this way, you're going to come up with a lot more of your own creative, innovative ideas. Whereas if you're always plugged in to media and consuming things, your body and your mind don't have so much of a need to come up with new ideas, come up with original thoughts. Uh, it often goes back to, you know, for example, like the shower thoughts. Everyone can probably attest that you have some of your most original and varying ideas in the shower. The one time when you're away from your phone and you're disconnected from everything, give yourself some more time like that. You know, go on walks without your phone. I like to not have my phone on me as much when I'm on vacation or sometime when I'm away from responsibilities. Just make sure you're giving yourself time away from all that technology and that constant media usage and try to use some of these tips. Um, I think that you will see 
a lot more mental clarity and a lot more original thinking, less stress, and just a ton of other benefits. So let me know if you want any clarification on any of these tips or if you're using them, etc. And other than that, have a great rest of your day. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.